This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld Kicking off to summer, people Oh, yeah. Memorial Day weekend coming in hot and rainy if you're on the East Coast. No, literally Um, coming in hot and rainy. Hot and rainy. Hot and rainy is like my least ideal weather pattern. (laughs) Making me nauseous. I mean, the rain cools it down a little, but at the same time, the humidity is starting too early. No, I'm just I'm sweaty regardless. And then I go in the air conditioning and I get cold because I'm like wet. It's. It's not an ideal situation, but you Guys, know what we- is? It, you know what is an ideal situation? <laughs> that Beverly Hills, New Jersey combo that we got for these two weeks. It was sweet while it lasted. <laughs> yeah, we we either are talking about Bravo or we're mostly talking about Bravo slash complaining about the weather at all times on this. The only two things pod, but, but- I have an exciting announcement. We have a brand new podcast launching, hosted by. <laughs> It's the Pop Alarm Podcast. It is going to be every Monday through Friday morning. It, the episodes are going to be five minutes or less. And it's just the biggest breaking pop culture entertainment news stories that you need to know to get your day going. Um, it's launching next Tuesday, June 1st, right after the holiday. Um, so go wherever you listen to mention it all. Go follow the Pop Alarm Podcast so you start getting those episodes in your feed because it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. You guys. You know what, Dylan? We're gonna as a group give you a day off because it's gonna be too much for you and you need a vacation. The mention all podcast, pop alarm, writing the newsletter, running who's the get, who's Instagram. Giving you a day off? I am. And so when are is, the listeners. When is that? <laughs> your choice. Your choice, baby. Your choice. <laughs> Thank you. I will I'll speak to HR about my my Barry approved day off. <laughs> you go for it. Um but a lot happened last night. A lot did happen last night. And let's let's get right into it. So Beverly Hills, we are setting off for our trip to Lake Tahoe. But before we get there, we have some important business to attend to. Namely, Kyle and Garcelle are meeting for the first time to really hash things out. And I actually felt like this was a productive little sit down. Um. Absolutely agree. Garcelle is like very good at making sure the people she wants to be friends with are completely understanding their roles and like what they need to do and how to act. Not, you know, not her telling her, but like, hello, I cannot be friends with someone who doesn't understand me, where I come from, like everything about me. And I have to trust you. And I was like, Garcelle, you are. Yeah. Amazing. I think it's interesting to see the difference in how Garcelle is handling her issues with Kyle and Rinna, because with Rinna, which we'll get to more, 
She clearly has like deep trust issues with Rinna as somebody Mm -hmm. she's known for a long time and felt kind of taken aback by the way she handled the situation with Denise. Whereas Kyle, it really feels like there were, you know, a couple of specific issues and Garcelle needed to air out the issues. Mm -hmm. They needed to talk through it. And I feel like they were able to do that. And now that she, you know, Garcelle reiterates to Kyle that she didn't feel really heard by her last year. And Kyle feels like Garcelle didn't give her a chance, whatever. But then Garcelle talks about the pressures that she faces as a Black woman and these stereotypes and how the charity donation thing that Kyle brought up really deeply affected her because of that. And I think it's one of those things where Kyle's privilege as a white woman, she she never thought about that. And you could tell in that scene that she really was, she was taken aback because it was just something that had never occurred to her. Mm-hmm. But it didn't, it didn't feel like it was coming from a place of like, how dare you say that about me? It was coming from a place of like, oh my God, like th- I don't want that to be like how I'm going about things. So like, I'm so glad that you're saying this because now they actually can move forward on this level where they understand each other. Totally. And the difference of this group of women, the way that we've already seen them have problems, sit down and talk about it. Like they, Garcelle and Kyle have seen each other, but they decided to like meet separately and, and talk like that's the correct way to work through your issues and, and not like brush it aside. And I, I thought that was a good conversation and Kyle truly like, was appreciative she's like thank you for for telling me this and explaining it to me she and i have to say like i i think everyone knows that kyle was not doing that like to be you know malicious or or in any type of way but it's better that it was um talked about and now she knows to not do that this is different than another conversation we'll see later on in the episode but (laughs) i'm glad that Kyle and Garcelle, I I think, are on a good page for now. I think they, I don't don't know if they're on the, like, BFFs page, but they're on a, they're on a better page than Garcelle and Rena, where they're, they are, they are not in the same book right now. Um, But the other thing that we get before we head off to Lake Tahoe is a nice little intro to Crystal at home with her family, which I know we talked about. We didn't really get that last episode. So I I was excited to see that. Her kids are adorable. Her brother is a Chinese pop star. Her nanny, Lucy, is hilarious. I am loving all of Crystal so far. We have said this in the past. Like, we need, like, a show or, like, a behind-the-scenes tell-all of all of, like, the housekeepers. Because what they know is probably so much more and, and exciting than what we see on the screen. Like, everyone who, like, works and lives with the housewives are probably so... Like they have so much dr- like knowledge about what goes on literally behind closed doors that I would love to see like and and meet more of Lucy. But anyway, I didn't know that Crystal is only 35 years old. She is oh, yeah. young, like young She's, compared and to everyone else. It's interesting because we've seen her make a couple comments about, you know, how older women dress or like, you know, she clearly has some like differences from the rest of the group, but she definitely feels like she fits in in terms of the lifestyle in terms of kind of the social circle and i 
I think this is kind of a great example of how they can switch up the casting, have mixed age groups. We see this with Potomac too. Like Ashley and Candace are in their thirties and, you know, Giselle and Karen are in their fifties, but it doesn't feel like there's this big gap. Whereas I think sometimes on these shows, when they try to mix up the age range, it's like, why is Leah hanging out with Ramona really? So like, Uh, I, I think Crystal seems like a great, younger person who really can still hang with this group. Yeah, I think that if I had to choose another franchise for her to join, it would be New York only because she's like so chic and I feel like also has that New York attitude and vibe. And I agree. I think like seeing like her with a group like New York, I don't know. I know this won't happen. I know she's literally new on Beverly Hills, but I just like thought about that. I would like to see her on New York too. She is She's so elegant. Like Ramona always says that as the word that like this show is elegant. We're elegant, whatever. Crystal is <laughs> fucking elegant. Like that confessional look that she wore with the, <gasps> the like X's? crystal bows yeah. down the yeah. front. And then she just like, she always looks perfect. And like, I feel like she, she gets the memo that glam is important in this group, but really makes it work for her personal style where like some of the women, it kind of feels like they're just like doing the most. Um, but she seems great. And she also like, it seems like she's doing a really good job at sort of figuring out what everyone's deal is and like really getting in there. And she's like, you know, making these great comments in her confessionals. She seems like she's kind of, she's like, she's being really smart about how she's getting in with the group because obviously we see her kind of getting into it with Sutton at the end of the episode, but it doesn't feel like she's just coming in and like trying to make a scene. Right. I agree. I, some of her, like, she's like, I think she's born and raised in Beverly Hills. I think, or she's been there for a really long time. Born and raised in LA. Yeah. Okay. LA. So, but like some of her, like things that she said in her um, confessionals, like, like last week where she was like, she know like you have, you just know everyone in Beverly Hills or like this week when she's like, everyone's been to Tahoe and it's like, no, like then they showed their, and it's like, no, not everyone's been to Tahoe. Like, what do you mean? And I that just think it's funny, funny. Yeah. To get everyone's different opinions of like Tahoe. Yeah. Cause she's like, I mean, I've been there a lot. Like, I guess it's fun. And Eric is like, I don't like Tahoe. And Dorit's oh, like, God. it reminds me of Lake Lugano. In, in yeah. Cause she just goes to Europe a lot, but, um, is that in Europe? Is that is that stupid? Is that in Europe? Yes, that's like the Alps. Okay, th- thanks. Um, Crystal. Speaking of perfect, though, Crystal is a big spreadsheet person, big spreadsheet energy, and it, I was like, whoa, she could totally do a side gig of like organizing people's lives because. I- her family yes. has different colors. And I was laughing because I was like, Crystal, your kids are like five and eight and you're talking about like tennis lessons. I This schedule is very extreme for that. But listen, whatever works, that's organization is key. I posted, I want her and Tiffany Moon to have an organization show on Netflix or something <laughs> like where they like go in and like fix people's lives with spreadsheets. I feel like that's what they're meant to do. And we know that they are friends in real life and get along well. So God, the chicness just coming out of that (laughs) sentence. I'm like, Oh my God, that is like amazing. Um, There was something else. A spreadsheet. (laughs) Someone give me. And like, she's like, I'm dark pink. Like she, Instead of she's like, she's pink, I'm dark pink. But I I just organized. I know. But this, oh, that was, I was like, there was something else I want to say. Lucy, sorry, I can't stop talking about Lucy because she's so funny. Her 
Crystal's brother came in or husband and Lucy was like, can you go press start on the on the machine? Like like Lucy had the husband go press the washing machine. And I was like, that is that is the energy. That's when you know you're good at your job (laughs) as like a housekeeper or a nanny or whatever, when you can like give directions to the person you technically work for. Work for it, literally. Um, Um, We're off to like Tahoe. I love that Garcelle is the Garcelle, they're like meeting at this like airport place, I guess. And Rinna is already there. And Garcelle is the first one to show up. And the look on her face when she realizes that nobody else has arrived yet. And so she has to make small talk with Rinna. I, it was so funny because that is the most relatable thing. Like we, like when you have like an office, like drinks or whatever, or something like that. And you're like, okay, so like what exact time should I plan to get there? So I know I won't be like the second person there. Like, Garcelle was like, fuck, I should have come five minutes later. Okay, but you know that this is our favorite thing in the world. Enter production. Oh, you're telling me that that was complete coincidence? And then the next person to arrive was Kyle? Like, okay, this seemed a little too um, written, if you ask me. But listen, there... She Garcelle was like, oh, it's Kyle. All right, I'll take anybody. Like, she just needed someone to, like, break the ice. But this trip, honestly, I felt really bad for Garcelle. Not about Rinna, but about flying. Because that is, like, nothing to joke with. Like, she, like, really said she had a fear of planes. And, like, seeing her face on that plane, which was an hour long, by the way. But, like, I felt for her. I was like, that is that is very uncomfortable and, like, extreme. But you know what? Out of every show, every trip, every season I've ever seen, this, I'm saying it right now, is the nicest house I've ever seen. Nicest Airbnb I've ever seen. We knew she didn't like small planes because that's why she didn't go see Chicago. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's a longer, a long, a way longer flight anyway. But yeah, uh, Garcelle, we're thinking about you with those Um, flights. But yes, this, this house is stunning. They definitely, I mean, like, if anybody is going to have the fanciest, like, COVID era trip it's going to be beverly hills they're flying private 17 bedrooms there but there's like an issue with bears on the ground floor so garcelle won't be sleeping down there (laughs) i do love we get like a full like ramona montage of all of them complaining about having to carry their own suitcases oh my god that was hilarious (laughs) they were literally all waiting waiting there they were waiting there for people like like, distressed (laughs) She's like, who's who's gonna I have to we have to carry our own bags? Oh, I was like, guys, you have been on luxurious vacations before, but you have to know like there's a time and place where like sometimes that might not happen, you know? Like, do you you're not at a hotel, you're literally at a house. Granted, there's a staff, but like there's no bellhops waiting at the door to carry your 13 hard side pieces of luggage for how long are they going away for? I, oh, I'm like f- four days maximum, I'm sure. And Rina's like, Rina's like, we couldn't have bellhops because of COVID. And I'm like, would a house like this have bellhops normally? Like, I don't know. It was so, the house is so breathtaking. I like, I couldn't even, I would love to see. I always love to figure out like when they do these things on these shows, like did, did these types of Airbnbs and stuff get sold afterwards? Like, you know, like are, is a bachelorette party now going to go stay there at Lake Tahoe? I know it's a very somebody weird found, thought that I have, but. I remember when Atlanta went to South Carolina this season, somebody found their house on Verbo and we're like, if anybody needs a bachelorette party in like Isle of Palms. Oh, like the strip bolo, the bolo house. Yeah. 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 
Oh my goodness. Well, no, I'll probably skip that one. But um, my favorite part of seeing them unpack is that Kathy Hilton really needs her fan. um, And like, she can't find it. And then it's not working. Kathy, I really want to know like what they say to her when she sits down in the confessional chair. Like, are they just like, okay, you can just talk for two hours and we'll just, (laughs) she is so funny. The greatest gift. I think that we have seen thus far. I know I said it last night, but like we needed her that she's so like authentic and funny. Like she has truly no idea. Like the, they were playing that game two truths and a lie. And she literally just said two, three true things. Like she had no, like she was just not bothered at all. Like it's her world and we're living in it. She told them three true things that she had like specifically already mentioned (laughs) that day or at the barbecue, like the week before. And so they were like, wait, 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 you literally told me you worked at the Waldorf an hour ago. Okay. But also they brought up again, her confusing Garcelle and Kyle and she dead serious goes like, I really thought it was Kyle, but then I was like, no, Kyle, that can't be Kyle. Kyle's way shorter. And we're like, Kathy, that's not the only difference between Garcelle and Kyle. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honeylove honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. I have to say, I'm on the fence about Kyle sometimes, but her impression of her sister Kathy is fucking spot on and hilarious. <laughs> She's like, Kyle? Kyle, is that you? Kyle darling like it's so good I'm really excited that she's here like I I truly am I think she like is a way different vibe than the rest of the group they don't even know how to like react around her because she is being serious but they're like all right Kathy okay well it's interesting because obviously she's very fun and silly and it's fun to see that side but with her relationship with Kyle she Mm -hmm. talks a little bit about this episode how they weren't on good terms for a while when Kyle had the American woman show. And so Kyle is just super excited to really have Kathy back in her life because there were a few years there where it wasn't great. And so it's interesting because Kyle's dynamic with Kathy is like a different type of relationship than we've ever really seen her in on this show. Like none of these other women, including Kim, when she was on the show, Kyle has always kind of been like the top dog in a way. Like nobody has ever really like 
felt like they were like above her. But I think with Kathy, she kind of has that relationship where like Kathy's her big sister. She is kind of like the the top, you know, she's like the number one girl in the family. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so I think for Kyle, like it's an interesting dynamic because obviously Kathy is like a fun kind of like sidekick to have on the show. But at the same time, I think there's like so much history there and Kyle probably feels like she has to like, make her sister happy in a way. And that's like an interesting position to see her in on the season. Yeah. um, I feel like Kyle, I don't know, not acting differently, but like, like you just said, she's the number one girl in the family, but I feel like because she's there, Kyle might not be the number one girl in the group anymore. So like, right. It changes. The, cause, right. Cause it's like, if they're all thinking Kathy is above Kyle, then is Kyle yeah. above them? Like, how does that work? <laughs> um, but <sighs> Kyle volunteers to cook dinner, which is very oh. nice until she burns the salmon. And she's like saying that she's giving the chef the night off, but then is still asking the chef for like 500 questions. And then she asks, um, she asks Crystal to make her a drink. It's like, Kyle, I, get it together. I was laughing because she was like, it's, um, what'd she say? Baked salmon or burnt blackened salmon? Blackened. something. And And then Erica was like, that's burnt it's, fish. It's burnt fish. It's not. But I listen, she tried hard. It's so funny because she said she loves hosting, which is great. But like they literally have a chef. So like, babe, you did not need to cook that dinner. Like you really I would have been I would have been like, no, can we can we actually tap you out and bring the chef back in? But that's <laughs> I know it's like it's a nice idea. But when you have a group of eight women on a trip like that and there's a chef like on tap, like I'm going to be mad if the dinner is not delicious. Let's just say I'm like people take their food very seriously. <laughs> but let's talk about let's talk about two truths and a lie because that's like the <laughs> our little activity game that I'm sure the producers told Dorit to bring up. Um it, there's not like a lot of bombshells <laughs> from this except for that half of these women don't know how to play this game. Um we fu- we hear a little more about Crystal like she was an operator at an escort agency for sounds a year. Sounds like a really she- cool job to be honest. I know, it sounds interesting. She's never been arrested, I guess. Um the most interesting part of the game though is you know, we're all thinking Erica's is going to be something juicy and it sort of is because one of her things is that she was an informant in an FBI case. Um and then she won't say which one is the lie. And it's like, oh no. We know it is because yeah, because like we know, um, we know you're not in the mafia and you already said you were adopted. So like we know which one is the lie, but at the same time she was like, I've already said too much. I already said too much. I'll tell you on the side, but like so weird. It's like, okay, you're like filming a TV show. It's not even a matter of like telling these girls. It's like, you're on camera, like cut it out. I'm annoyed by that. Cut it out. You're like, it's like she's holding a, it's like we're on a treadmill and she's holding like a piece of pizza in front of us. And it's like the biggest, (laughs) what an analogy that was. No, that's good. Because if it was a carrot, I just would get off the treadmill and go eat something else. Um, No, it is. No one's walking for a carrot. I'm not like, oh, give me that carrot. Is that, you know? I mean, that's just like the classic saying. It's like dangling a carrot in front of you. Well, because they do that at like the um the like rate the dog races. I don't, oh, okay, okay. Thing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's like this thing with Erica is weird because it's like I don't know how many episodes it's going to be before stuff kind of starts to get real with her. But it's like 
I can't do this like charade of like, I can't tell you what I do know, but what I don't know is well, like, it's already old. Um, but Dylan, you posted something yesterday about like the, either the filming ended or something three days before Erica filed for something. I know that was a lack of information I just gave, but there was a timeline and like, um, wrapping filming wrapped. And then like Erica got like filed for something. I don't know, like three days after should I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, all the timelines are weird, but I'm just hoping that we find out some like actual information, not halfway through the season. We'll see. I know. Well, it's like we talked about before. We don't, I think she's not sure if she wanted or could talk about it on the show yet, but again, not fair to us. Not fair. Like we know it's your life, but we, we, it's our job. So we need to know. Thank you. Um, so then Rinna and Garcelle have a little talk after all the women kind of go their separate ways. And Garcelle, okay, so I, I like that Garcelle wants to clear the air about, okay, like, I think you think we're like 100% good and we're not. So like, just be clear about that. But like, she's bringing up how she doesn't know if she can trust Rinna to like confide in her because of, you know, how can she trust that it won't backfire like it did with Denise? And Rita says that she can't promise that. And it's like, girl, what? When when she said that, I was like very th- taken aback. So was Garcelle, obviously, because who do you work for? I almost wanted to say like in like in Austin Powers, like who does Rina work for? Because you're a friend. If one of my friends or your friends was ever like, how can I trust you? And you're like, I don't know, to be honest. Like, I don't know what might happen in the future. She's almost like using that as bait where she's like something juicy might come along where I might have to tell someone something about you. Like that was so not, I would never try. I don't know how Garcelle would ever now trust her after that comment, because you're like thinking about it. If you want to be friends to say to someone, cause it's like, do you want to be my friend? Because if you do, why would you be thinking that you can't promise to have my trust? But like, if you're thinking of like all of the possible scenarios that could happen on this reality show that you're on together, then it's like, I don't want to be real friends with you. I I 100% agree, but we've seen that in the past too. Like I don't dead serious, Dylan, would you want to be friends with Rena? No, I think Rena would be like a fun person to hang out with, but right. I I think there are people on Housewives, and Rinna is one of them, but she's not the only one, who have a really difficult time separating stuff that happens on the show from stuff that is more important and in real life. And I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of what happened with Denise. Like, now she's claiming she was never that close with Denise. Garcelle clearly doesn't buy that. I don't know enough to say yes or no. But Rinna can't, she can't set it aside and be like, it really sucks that this thing that happened on the show had to impact my real life friendships or ended up impacting my real life friendships. And I feel like we've seen that with some of the Jersey stuff with like, you know, all of the Gorga family nonsense that it's like, Teresa sometimes can't just like take a step back and be like, this isn't worth it for the show. And so I think Rinna kind of struggles with that too. And for somebody like Garcelle, We've talked about how she doesn't really like 
she doesn't need this show the way that some other people do. It's like, why would she get in too deep with someone like that? If she can see the writing on the wall a mile away that it could backfire. Like, yeah, you can, you can like have fun on the show together, but why would you be telling that person your personal business? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, even the way the conversation ended and Reno was like, um, all right, well, great. It sound, it almost seemed like a contract to me. It didn't seem like a genuine, friendly conversation. Yeah. And I feel bad at this point because Garcelle is now making an effort. Like we even saw this before, like this conversation is she went to Rena to talk about it. Like she's like, let's see if we can make this work. But now it's almost like she had has made an effort and she's like, you know what? I'm going to stand back for I think Garcelle is Garcelle is doing her best to be gracious to Rinna while also standing her ground with how she feels. And so I think she's being conservative with, you know, saying what she's saying to Rinna. But I think Rinna is like, every time Garcelle gives her an inch, she's taking like a marathon. Like she's going way too far and thinking that it's like, okay, like Garcelle said she would give me another chance. So like now I'm good with Garcelle. And it's like, I wish Rinna would kind of chill for a second and actually understand where Garcelle's coming from rather than just kind of like trying to make everything perfect. Yeah. Um, Okay. So one last important conversation we saw was the Crystal Sutton and Kyle just having a late night cocktail when all the boring people went to sleep and they were having what seemed like a nice conversation. Kyle was saying how her and Garcelle are good. She explained what happened. She explained what she said about her not paying and how it affected her. And I don't know what went wrong. Like, I truly don't. I think Crystal then was like, wait, so let's talk about it. Because she's yeah. like, as someone who's not white, like, I can tell you how that probably did, like, hurt mm-hmm. Garcelle. And then Sutton, like we, you just said, she took that and and ran. Ran. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, like, I feel like Kyle in that moment was actually, she was trying, she's like continuing to work on, processing yes. what Garcelle said to her. She's tr- she's trying to, you know, f- understand it as best she can and actually, like, figure out. And I think Crystal, this obviously is not her responsibility to be, like, the explainer, but I think she, I think she saw an opportunity to, you know, share something right. and she's right. trying to get to know these women. And I think it was really, it was great to see her opening up about that. And it was so bizarre the way that Sutton just cut like chopped that down and was like no we're not doing this we're not doing this because the conversation that they were having was not accusatory it was honestly it felt like a really positive conversation because garcelle and kyle came to this understanding kyle is continuing this discussion which is something that this group should be talking about and the fact that crystal felt like she could share her experiences I thought was great. She's only been in this group for, you know, a couple of weeks. And it was so strange to see Sutton just like have this like extreme reaction to the suggestion that there are racial stereotypes at play, which of course there are, because that's how, that's how the, our society works. Yeah. That's um, I, I was thinking that too, exactly. What you just said where I were number one, I thought it was strange. And number two, I was like, wait, this conversation was positive. Like it wasn't, it wasn't right. like you said, she like, blah, blah, blah. It actually was just like a nice conversation. Well, you know, not nice, but um, no, it was a, it was a good <clears throat> conversation. Like correct. it wasn't. So she took it and was like, almost exaggerated it, which like at first I was like, okay, 
I, I, I see what you're saying. Like, you don't want to make it into like another argument almost, but sometimes if it needs to be, then it, it could, but that's not what it was. It was just like, no. Crystal was talking. Kyle was explaining what happened. Like, Sutton even said that she has like faced it too, like in the South, which that is the part to me that was strange where she was even involved in the conversation. And then she freaked out. Yeah. I mean, that was weird to me because it's like stereotypes of yes. black people or Asian people are not the same as stereotypes of like rednecks, but yes, I, but Crystal was open to listening to what right, she was saying. That was the kind of thing where it was like, I don't know if Sutton was on the right wavelength there, but it at least was like, she was, and then Crystal is, (laughs) we finished the episode on a cliffhanger because Crystal is basically, she's basically daring Sutton to say that she doesn't see color. And she's like, are you that girl? Are you that girl who I don't see color? And I'm a little nervous for what Sutton's response to that is going to be. Cause I'm like, I think Sutton is a great addition to the group. I've been loving her. I loved her last season I was excited to see her be promoted to full time. And I'm just like, don't, don't throw it all away. I, um, I don't think she's going to, I don't think, but her being asked that like on the spot, I think is what she wanted to avoid almost where, cause that wasn't where the direction of the conversation was going. So yeah, I'm Mm. curious to see. I think this is the start of her and Crystal not getting along, but that's just my assumption. (laughs) Well, we, you know, we have to get to your, your ugly leather pants at some point. Your ugly leather pants. Um, we'll see. I Yeah, I'm nervous for next week, but I'm excited with the start this season is off to. It feels very promising. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With every beginning comes an ending, and we have to talk about (laughs) part two of the Jersey reunion. Um, I will say this part was like less exciting to me than part one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, I wasn't thrilled with it, but we do get some, some important conversations and 
Similar to the way that Sutton just said some puzzling things, we kick off with a really frustrating conversation about sexual harassment, which was just, uh, so they're still talking about, it's Margaret and Jennifer and, you know, Jennifer is still mad that she was called a sloppy drunk, which like I still don't think is really inaccurate. Um, But they get back to, you know, Jen saying that Margaret was, you know, loose and easy because she had sex with her boss. And it's just so clear that Jennifer and then also Teresa don't understand the concept of sexual harassment or, you know, like power dynamics like that because they asked Jackie, Andy asks Jackie if she's ever been sexually harassed in her career. And she says, yes. And Teresa's like, no, I would never let someone put their hands on me if I didn't want them to. And it's like, that is, it's just so victim shamey. And like, it's just such a bad response. And it shows that she doesn't really get it. I mean, yeah, it's, again, it's so hard with Teresa because I don't think, I kind of feel like she was saying because she's a like, hard, tough woman, but that doesn't stop men if they want to do something to you. And that's the point Margaret was saying, like, so are you saying people who um, people let this happen? Is that is that what you're saying? And, th- and then she was saying how you're the reason why that or not. You're the reason. But what you're saying is a big reason why women don't come forward and say right. what what happened to them. And, and- And also the idea that sexual harassment is not just somebody putting their hands on you. It's comments that are made. It's, you know, a whole workplace culture that Teresa has probably not experienced because she hasn't really worked in a traditional workplace. Like for Jackie to say that she experienced that in her career as an attorney makes so much sense. And it's unfortunate that it is that it's not surprising, but the fact that Teresa basically thinks like the only form of sexual harassment is like, some man groping you at the office it's like you just don't get it and it's like of course margaret didn't want to open up to them about it like it's not that surprising given what they think yeah and what is funny is that well not funny but that Teresa asked jackie and jackie goes yeah i let him because i didn't want to get fired like she was just going along with it and explaining what happens every day? Like this happens every day. You were in a position and at a job where you work very hard to get to. So instead of, well, like nowadays it's it, I hope things have changed, but they, she just went with it, but it, yeah, it is kind of crazy where we see the difference right here, where we hope this would have been a productive conversation and it wasn't at all. Like at all. It was, Terror. There was I and I, I. Why couldn't Andy or someone turn it into a productive conversation? But well, I felt like Andy. You know, Andy is not a perfect, um, you know, person for holding people accountable or whatever by any means. He did kind of push back at Teresa and say, you know, like it's not that's not how it works, really. But I just right. think it's hard because it's obvious that Teresa just doesn't get it. I don't, I don't know. I, it's so tough. I, I hope Bravo makes them do like some sensitivity training on that or something. Cause it's not a good look. And it's like, I don't think that's helpful for viewers to see. And it's certainly not something that like Margaret should have to put up with in her, you know, they're at work and she's basically being like dragged by a coworker. That's true. Um, speaking of that though, really quick about Margaret, I was dying when, when Margaret was like, I dropped, I, I sent you, so you guys didn't acknowledge. And Jennifer goes, how did I know it was from you? And Margaret was like, it was my book. 
who else would drop it off to your room? And Margaret was like, um, Jennifer was like, I don't know. I thought it was hospitality. I got macaroons too. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was like the, the most bizarre moment. Cause it's like, Margaret also said there was a card in it. So it wasn't like an anonymous thing, but it's like, it's Margaret's book, Jennifer. Yeah. Come like on. they're not handing it out at the, at the hotel, like for people, but also, oh okay. God. That's basically all I want to talk about. Jennifer. Thank you. Um, so but so much. we get, we do get an update from Dolores on David, which honestly, a lot of the stuff she said, she said in our interview with her a couple weeks ago. So if you've not listened to that episode, go back and find it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we did talk a lot about her relationship with David, but the one big takeaway that we got last night was that Frankie on the watch what happens live kids episode said that he does think Dolores and David will get married, which yeah, she but- was surprised to hear even him say. But he also um, said something that contradicting that devastated everyone where he said, absolutely not what her and Frank ever get back together. And everyone, was, the whole world was like, no, <laughs> I, but that's not surprising to me. Like, I feel like everybody kind of has always known that it's just like funny to joke about it, but it's to me, like, I hope we can kind of ease up on grilling Dolores about her relationship in the future, yeah. because to me, it feels clear that she knows what she wants. She knows what she needs. She's happy. She looks great. She feels great. And it's like, I don't think she's not in a position where she's like stuck in a relationship or anything. So I feel like whatever she's doing, I I trust that she's going to do what works for her. I agree. But so we get back, back into the Jackie and Teresa feud, because this just seems like, listen, we got to where we wanted to. They seem to have made up and Teresa extended another olive branch to Evan to play golf with Louie. And she even said it like slowly because she wanted to make sure like she got it out the right way. But like, I just feel like it's so hard. We've seen Teresa over the years to, she apologized again. She really did. But is it genuine? I don't know. Like, I think this is the type of thing they need to like squash it and move forward because that, or else we're going to go in a complete circle again with this situation. And they, they even showed like Gia on the kids, like what she said about it. And like, it's like, we're rehashing everything. I know we're talking about it and, but we've talked about it already. So the like thing that, the thing that's hard for me, I thought the apology at the end was nice. I hope they go play golf, whatever. But like Teresa is still saying that she she says she didn't spread the rumor, which she clearly just doesn't know what that means because she literally did spread the rumor. But then also she tries to claim that she didn't want to ruin the birthday party. She just she wanted Jackie to know. And it's like, then why didn't you tell Jackie? She's she's like ignoring the fact that she never actually told Jackie that there was a rumor about Evan. She told everyone else, Jackie found out, and then they talked about it. So for her to act like, it's like, no, like I just wanted Jackie to know that this rumor was out there. It's like, then you should have told her because you never actually did. Right. And, and again, she keeps reiterating that like, and Jack even said you could have waited and told me the next step, like at another time, right. but, but that would have been the easier route to go. I'm not sure I was not um, involved in this entire situation because there was, we've talked about this in the past. There was a lot of ways to go about this besides the way it, 
it happens. <laughs> but um, I mean, and they keep saying, I know I hate to like you hate to bring it up, but like they keep comparing it to Teresa, like her of all people should know that to not have done that. But listen, it's in the past. Like it happened. What do you know? It's like I'm exhausted talking about it, too, already. Like, what do you I know? What- I know. But we do. We do get a little glimpse of Louis at the end. He comes out and brings Teresa her pineapple. Um, <laughs> Wait, she was so happy to see him. Like, she was. That she was, was adorable. And uh, they're really cute together. But she goes, Andy, did you know about this? And I love when Andy like gives her. He's like, yes, Teresa. Like, yeah, I knew about it. And that she's, he like, was- she's like, wait, wait for me. Don't leave. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> like we're going home together. <laughs> okay but have we ever seen another um reunion where they end it with the guy like this new jersey is just like the shit i'm sorry like there we had to go to the back room and see the guys drinking together because we have how much the audience and fans love them it's so crazy it's just a great group it is a great group and you know we'll see what happens next season i feel like they're probably going to bring in some new cast members which i think it's time for you know Mm, three seasons of the of these two of these six i guess um <laughs> these two who um i don't know but now it's time for the gab the skinny pop moments of the day endless entertainment calls for endless popcorn and luckily every kernel of skinny pop is so light crunchy and delicious that we love to eat it by the handful or even the bagful. uh barry my grab the skinny pop moment is when they're playing two truths and a lie on beverly hills and rinna says that she is a terrible liar and Gar- garcelle like like Garcelle just couldn't keep she's like you're an actress and then in her confessional she's like well remember when you said you weren't that close with Denise like can we get a lie detector I love that Garcelle is like calling it like she sees it yeah and she doesn't have time for Rinna's bullshit and like I don't I don't hate Rinna by any means but like that's bullshit for her to say I can't lie come on I mean, yeah, we, yes, I, I agree. Okay, my grab the skinny pop moment is Sutton in the beginning of the episode, not the end, but the beginning of the episode when she was talking to Erica and she says she thinks that she has a little pretty mess inside her God. and she doesn't give a fuck. And I and now and that she learned what a knobbler is. And I was like, oh my, we I don't like this Sutton. We can keep we can go back to you know when she said pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, get these. I'm like. Oh God, I don't. I don't and like Erica's them together. Sitting there, so like, yeah, it's not. I don't. I, the mix for me is not. Um, Erica's like, not oh, oh, you got a pretty mess inside you. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, those are today's grab the skinny pop moments. You can grab skinny pop at retailers nationwide, or go to the shop now page on skinnypop.com. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Don't forget to rate, review, follow our podcast wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches and be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you. 
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.